listen to the agreement. Listen to the agreement. Find yourselves a champion. We have a champion. His name is Goliath. And it's going to be your champion against ours. And whoever, whichever champion, whoever becomes champion, the deal is that you become our slaves. But if your champion beats ours, we'll become your slaves. That was the deal. David wasn't going to make people slaves. David never went and enslaved anybody. What David did was, David wanted the sword. What is the sword? The sword is the technology. David never used a sling and a stone after that. Kingdom Life Embassy was known as the place to be when you want to do a great conference at Gallagher State and Sandin Convention Center. Anybody coming in, they would know we'd host them well. We'd raise up platforms. It cost us hundreds of thousands of rand. That's what we did. We did that for years. When they asked me, what will we do with Dr. Winston not coming to the nation? I said, we need to go for Goliath's head. Because the media controls everything. News, television, that's why they make it so expensive for the church to ever get to do television and to tell a vision. We went and we enslaved the technology. It cost us hundreds of thousands of rands and they thought we couldn't pull it off. Let me give you the testimony, just one of the messages that comes from Kenya, from Namibia, from everywhere. The United States has just absolutely didn't think the South Africans can put up. There is not one ministry across the globe that's doing what we're doing. Not one. I'm boasting on the Lord. I'm boasting on the Lord. Dr. Dolores Thomas is one of the, she's the she is the head of the Joseph Business School. She sent me this, she called me yesterday. She, she sent me this message for you. Dr. Max, I pray you well. I was calling you to personally tell you how amazing you and your team, Brian and Aaron, and I'm sure many more, I am producing an excellent Africa tour. May the seeds that you've sowed yield an abundant harvest that there's not room enough to receive. Uh, we, are you at Kingdom Life Embassy? This is for you. This is for you. Just like the woman who insisted that she received her inheritance, I pray that you will know that through boldness and persistence, you and your followers will reap such a harvest that people will begin to believe more than ever before in the power of Jesus Christ. May your years of sacrifice and obedience bring you into a fruitful land without toil. I pray divine restoration, peace, and innumerable blessings on your life, your household, and all your endeavors. Ray, that's her husband, and I love you and appreciate you. May your light continue to shine, and may God be continually glory glorified. Hugs, kisses all the way from, uh, from the United States. <laughs> abundant harvest is your portion. I said abundant harvest is your portion. For what you've done over all the years... 
Somebody shout, we've got the sword in our hand. We can run this thing in Jesus' name. Give me two sons. Please come up here quickly. Take this. It's affecting my, my view here, and it's a problem for all these that are here. They've come all the way to the service, and this thing's in the way. Put it up here. Just lift it up and put it up here, please. Appreciate it. It's just going to be the easiest thing to do. Is that better? Feel like we're not? Glory be to God. Forgive me. I didn't think about it when I said it there. Brian was thinking about it. So, well done, Brian. Glory be to God. So, this morning I want to touch on, we're speaking about this revelation on the road. And here's what I discovered in the Holy Spirit speaking to me yesterday. He says, hold back on the revelation and just teach them about the road a bit. Because some people don't know how to get on the road. Some people don't know what the road even looks like. Some people don't even know, is this God? Is it not God? Where am I going? What does it mean? So we want God to give you revelation. And look, the revelation's all the way. But I want us to focus this morning upon the road. So the, the opening scripture for revelation on the road is John 8 and 31. John 8, 31 says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him. Do you believe in Jesus? So he's speaking to you. If, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples. So that means when he gives you word, you don't increase through time, you increase through truth. You, God must go to give you a word for your next season. You must be excited for the word of God. Because it means if God's upping the word intake, it means that your revelation and your provision on the next level is going to be glorious. So if you abide in my word, you are my disciples. And if not, you're not my disciples. That's how simple it is. Verse 32. And, not just that you're in his word, you shall know the truth, and truth that you receive will, it shall make you free. Please go back to verse, uh, verse 31 and give it to me in the King James Version. The King James Version says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if he continue, if you continue, if you continue not, I mean, that's a different lifestyle. Then you are my, continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and of course truth sets you free. So the Irish novelist George Moore tells a story about, about Irish peasants who during the Great Depression were put to work by the government building roads. Uh, they were put, it's, it's no different. Uh, can I speak to the ANC? For a time... The men worked well. I mean, we celebrated 27 years. Hey, you know, the Rugby World Cup and everybody's free and you're my brother. And, and 27 years later, for a time, the men worked well and they sang heartily, heartily as they worked. They were glad for employment. It's a very tough time. We've got COVID, then it was a Great Depression. No jobs. And they felt they were contributing to the good of the nation. Didn't we all feel that way? But little by little, it began to dawn on them and all the South Africans and those that are involved in our African continent that the roads that they were building were going nowhere. Think about that. It became clear that they had been put to work 
so the government would have an excuse to feed them. It was pointless, busy work. It didn't take long for the men to grow listless and quit singing their songs. We stopped singing Rainbow Nation a long time ago. This is what Moore insightfully says. Insightfully says. He says, roads to nowhere are hard to build. And for many people, when you got born again, you weren't put on a road to nowhere. You were put on a road to somewhere. Somewhere to fulfill purpose. Something that God has called you to do. The problem with most people is that they don't know that they're on a road to somewhere with God. That there's an inheritance with their names on. Many people don't know that. So if somebody's going down the wrong road, he does not need motivation to speed him up. He needs an education to turn him around. Jim Ron says that. What you're getting this morning is an education for some of you that's going to turn your life around. That's going to move you in a different direction. Is there anybody excited about getting onto the road with the Lord this morning? I want to know if I'm preaching to the right people this morning. Come on, respond back to me. Come on, communicate back to me this morning. If that's you, come on, give some likes, give some shares. Let us give us some claps, send some love. If I am speaking to the right group, I need to give a good shout and a good amen and clap your hands like God's bringing you onto the road with Him. So, Proverbs 4.18, this is how your life should look, child of God. Please hear me. Please hear me. Oh, that's good. At least somebody's getting it this morning. Someone never heard that, so you get it twice. Doubly blessed. But the path of the just, are you the just? Say, I am the just. Is what? It's like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. So 12 noon is when it's at its brightest, right? So when you get born again, it's like a new day. But you were supposed to go and not and walk out this day until Jesus returns as the noonday and comes back for you. But your life was supposed to get brighter and brighter. I'm prophesying that over somebody. There's a month of May. You're not going to walk in darkness anymore. You're going to walk brighter. Your, your path, your children, your family, your home. You're going to walk brighter and brighter. I need a good amen in this church because I'm, I'm going to take the time to teach somebody because someone's going to get on the road with God this morning and you're never coming back because you're going to become all that God has called you to be no matter what has happened to your life. I need a good shout. And a good amen. Let me show you, that's the just. Those are the people that are blessed. Are you blessed? I want to show you the people that are cursed. When you go to the book of Deuteronomy, it speaks about the blessings and the cursing. The blessedness of following God and the curse of not following God. Watch this. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 29. This is for somebody who's cursed. And if you are born again and you're living like this, you need to change something. Because curse, the cursed life is not for you. Curse means empowered to fail. Read with me. And you, let's just, no, don't read it because it's not for you. Say it's not for me. Say it's not for me. 
This is what people that are cursed, this is what happens to them. And you shall grope at noonday. Trying to grab a hold of life somewhere. As a blind man gropes in darkness, in the middle of the day, you're no different to a blind man that's trying to find his way. Say, that's not me. You shall not prosper in your ways. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually and no one shall save you. How sad. How sad. That nobody can come when you made a mistake to come and lift you up and say, come here and save you. What a, what a curse to live under. You watch them, they're just struggling. Please hear me. Because you know who you are. You are not cursed. Why? Let me give you scripture. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. You can read this. Read with me. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. So Christ became a curse for you. You should not be groping in the dark. You should not be walking like a blind man. You should not be stumbling. You should not be foiling. You should not be falling down. Come on, somebody. You should be getting revelation on the road. If you get into trouble, God's got a word for you to get you back on track. You are the blessed of the Lord. Why? Christ has redeemed us. Give us verse 14 quickly. That what? The blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ? Shout, I'm blessed. Say, I'm blessed. So the blessing, if the curse is that you're empowered to fail, the blessing is that you're empowered to move forward in life. What will take this young man that was on, on a gambler and messed up in life, that would sit on a board and shift Africa with a little few people in Kingdom Life Embassy? And shift things and tell Goliath, your head's coming off. How do you get there? Someone shout the blessing. Because it maketh rich and adds no sorrow. You should be happy already this morning. Come on, somebody. Now let me show you something that's really powerful. I'm going to make this thing really simple this morning. Because I want to teach people to get on the road. There are people... It's so simple in life. Tariq, to know where everybody is in life. People think you don't know them, that you don't see them. I don't have to have a conversation with you. I can tell you exactly where you're at. You put your stuff on Facebook and you put the things on social media and, and, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth. And when you have one conversation, you say, this is where this person is at. Everybody in the world. Everybody. Not just saved people, everybody. I can tell you when someone, when you've been down this road, you can tell when somebody's lost. You can tell when somebody's pretending. You can tell when somebody's just ambitious. You can tell whether they're really in Christ because your mouth gives you away. Simple. So I want to speak to you this morning. And the title of my sermon this morning is called according to purpose. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 should be in your spirit by now. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 says, 
He has saved us. Somebody says, I'm saved. Then he called us, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Before time began. So, this becomes, these four words become critical for your future and to understanding. I'm going to read something concerning, let's just, let's, let's unpack this. You saved, you called, you purposed, and you graced. I want purpose, please, to come up here. Where are you? You got, you know, you got to walk right here. You got to stand right here, and walk like you're walking on purpose. I then want to add and bring to the witness stand. I want to bring grace. Can grace please join? Glory. Please make sure you got all of them in so everybody else can see. And even this table over here, because I think they might need to see that the table is in. Because grace, put your hand on that table, grace. There's a lot of things going on there. I see money. I see keys. I see refreshment. Grace has everything that you need. I need to preach to someone else. Grace has got everything that you need to live a life of success. Somebody shout, I'm graced. What, the, what is key here is to understand that purpose is here. So I can tell you when people are functioning in grace, or they're under the law. I can tell you whether people are fulfilling purpose. And I can tell you the majority of them in the church are not. And I can tell you whether somebody is saved. Because you are saved. You are called. You are, you are purposed and you are graced. And so, I think I'm hearing something. Was there anything? I'm sure I heard something. Let me read it while I'm waiting for this. 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1. Read with me 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1. You there? Work with me. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. So this boy is in church. I said this boy is in church. He's serving the priesthood. And the, because his mother gave birth to him, praying and they said, Lord, if you give me a son, I'll give him to you. So the Lord honors Hannah and she gives birth and his name is Samuel and, the Lord, and she gives him to the Lord and says, Lord, now serve in the temple. So this boy is in church. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Come on, read with me. There was what? There was no widespread spread revelation. So anytime there's no revelation, you don't have a 
choice but to go and find a job. Anytime there's no revelation coming from the Word of God, you can't come into your purpose. Anytime there's no word about a new economy, you can't find the grace on the next level for your race. Because if there's no widespread revelation, people don't even think about the word of God being important. A whole week of the word. We've been in conference the whole week, Monday to Friday, till Friday night, 10 o'clock. Monday morning, Monday afternoon at 5 o'clock, private sessions, 7.30, ran the conference every single day. Three times a, a day. What are we looking for? Everybody say revelation. What you want is revelation. On the road of life, I need to know what my next level is with God. So I need revelation. So, listen to this. This boy's in church. Next verse. And it came to pass at that time when, while Eli was lying down in his place and when his eyes had begun to grow dim, that means he didn't get revelation from God anymore, that he could not see, that's revelation. Come guys, work with me. Verse 3. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of the God was and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel and he answered and said, here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again Samuel. So Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. You see, Tariq, there's a call of God upon your life, son. The problem is that you just don't know the Lord yet. You've heard everybody else's voices. You just don't know that this is God calling me. Nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. There's a calling taking place for many people in the season. There's a call, listen to what your apostle is saying. I'm not calling you to full-time ministry, but everybody is saved. Anybody that is saved is also called. It could be for the marketplace. It could be the education system. It could be on the sports. It could be on everybody. Everybody is called. Now I need a stronger shout and an amen from you this morning. Because some of you just called to make money and make money for fun. And you're doing it. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down, it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. So there's a call of God happening somewhere. Brian, is there a call somewhere for somebody? Uh, say what? Oh, my word. Please play it again. Keep going. Play that song. That's the call of God for many people. Let me tell you something. Oh, oh, somebody's responding. Oh, somebody's responding. So, so someone's getting saved this morning. Come on, clap your hands. Stand right there. Come, come, come just there. When, just show them your sign. When, 
We hear you, Lord. When God saves you, it's because He called you. You're going to stop clapping your hands because you hear the truth you're going to hear. Can the truth set you free this morning? The majority of Christians standing right there. Saved. Don't know they called. The majority of Christians. If I have to do a call this morning, you'll find 95% of the people don't know that they actually called. They think called has got to do with, oh, I'm just going to stay in the church. No. No. You're an ambassador for Christ. You could be in government. You could be in media. You could be in arts and entertainment. You could be in education. You could be in economics. Everybody, if you got saved, you were called. He called you. That's why he saved you. And the majority of Christians are standing right there. Because they don't know their gifts. And they've never moved into truth around purpose. And they don't know His grace. Because when God calls you, Samuel, He's now setting you up to be hooked up to purpose. She's saved. Can you clap your hands? But now she's answering the phone. She decided, I'm going to get onto the path. Get onto the path. She can go off that way, down there. Encourage her as she's fulfilling her purpose. Come on, better than that. Some of you don't appreciate, stand right here. Some of you don't appreciate. So, so, so here's your deal. You are called of the Lord, young lady. Remember this now today from your apostle. This is the message. You're not only saved, you are called. And your only focus, and I'm not saying it's him. I'm just saying in terms of our demonstration. Your only focus, purpose. I want to only see the sign, dude. Look that way. No, 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 no. Just keep your, it's fine. You called, turn. You don't care what people think or say about you. Because you're only here to fulfill your purpose. You're not in competition with anybody. You don't owe anybody anything. Because God called you for a time such as this. Don't you listen to anybody. Don't you listen to the voices. I don't care who, where you were born. I don't care who your father was, your mother was. I don't care if they didn't want you. God wanted you. You are called of God. Your focus is to look on purpose and nothing else. Because you're not only called, you are purposed and you are graced. I need this church to give a good shout and an amen. Because you have only been concerned what other people think about you. I tell you why. You're stuck here. Oh, how do I look in church? Did you get your selfie? No, did you fulfill purpose? 
He never just saved you to go to church. He saved you for a purpose. So he says, when the Lord calls, he's called Samuel, Samuel. And he turns around and he says, Lord, speak for your servant years. And so God gives him his instruction of what he should be doing. So number one, you need to understand that anytime you come into the call of God upon your life, it, the Bible calls it a holy calling. What does it mean to be called? It's called a righteous purpose. There is no body in this church or anybody across the globe that got saved that God didn't have a purpose for you today. And as long as you have a pulse, God has a purpose. And you must begin to understand that this morning. Because there's no point in us preaching about revelation on the road. Why do you need revelation? You're standing here and pretending like you're saved. Going nowhere. When you, the Holy Spirit descends where purpose is clear and order has been established. God simplified your life for you. And if I have to preach to you alone this morning, I'm going to preach. Because you see, when you discover purpose, it simplifies your life. It, it brings order in your life. And anytime you play church, just saved. <laughs> On this path, God makes you. If you don't let God make you, the enemy will take you. Even if you're saved. Because the reason why I don't go everywhere, the reason why I don't accept every invitation, the reason why I can't be with everybody all the time. The reason why I'm not coming to your house is to bless your house and have cake and tea like I need it. It's because I'm busy with purpose. You want to know where I am on a, on a Saturday morning? Come here. You know where I'm Saturday night? Come to my house. You know where I'm Sunday morning? I'm back in my purpose. Because what it does is, as long as I stay focused on purpose, I'm in competition with nobody. Listen to me today. You got no competition. Because when you're running after purpose, everything that you need for life is supplied on this path. Purpose simplifies your life. Purpose prioritizes your life. I can tell you where my money is going to. Some people don't even know where their money went to. Because purpose brings order into your life. Let me give this to you. Order isn't stiffness. It's placement. Come on, somebody. Purpose protects you from doing good things to doing right things. Life's too short to do good things. <laughs> You're not hearing me. <laughs> it's a good idea. I feel like getting onto a yacht and going to Italy somewhere and on the Mediterranean. My whole focus, I just want to get on a yacht. You work hard just to do that thing. It's a good thing. But is it purpose? What's it got to do with your purpose? Purpose means original intent. That means you were born, called, saved, 
all of that before time before time before time began before time began before you came here they, your mother didn't want you but god wanted you because when you come into purpose i only follow purpose for me that's i want to know where purpose fits in in this conversation that's why some people just get like you know i'm just tired every time i come on you you speak about purpose I mean, that's the reason why you were born. You're not, you don't want to discuss that. I just want to go to church and take selfies. Really? Ladies, you need to find yourself a kingdom man, not a church boy. Because a kingdom man is running with a vision. Stop wasting time hanging with purposeless people. Now listen to what I'm saying to you. A purposeless person is no different to a vagabond. A boomer, is that maybe the wrong word? A beggar. Guys, just go in this, go to Cape Town and go to, you know, start the fire, just here because we're hungry, and we're getting cold. No picture that it will destroy so much in in Cape Town. Because people that don't have purpose, they hang out everywhere. They start fires anywhere. They just do whatever. They don't have a bigger picture of what the, how it will affect the world. What is a vagabond? It's somebody who's wandering, moving from place to place without any settled habitation. It's like wandering, floating about without any certain direction. They're driven to and fro. Ah, what are you going to do this weekend? Ah, I'm not sure. Ah, I think it's a nice job. Nothing, none of it is directed because you see when you're on this path here, you can't go in and just have any job. Oh, it's gone quiet here. Why? You're a vagabond. You're just running after provision. Because a vagabond will go anywhere just looking for a bit of meat, a bit of food. Beg you. I say, okay, I'll give you 10 rand, but you just need to stand on that side of the corner. No problem. You go and stand there because I said so I gave you money for that. That's most of how Christians are living. Just because of provision. Do anything. Because money is taking you there. Got nothing to do with purpose. Nothing. The curse of Cain is what you call it. Genesis 4.12. When you till the ground, when Cain killed Abel, God says, this is what you're going to be. Listen to the curse, man. It's a curse not to have direction. It's a curse not to have a, a place to stay and a place to ha have vision and direction and, and build your life up. Listen to what it says. When you till the ground, I mean Genesis 4.12, it shall no longer yield strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond you shall be on the earth. That's how most Christians are living. Ah, this church, and I don't like that pastor. Don't go to, please just go to a place and go and serve the pastor. Go and do what God told you to do. I can't, no, there's no one church that can accommodate all the millions of people in South Africa. There are wonderful churches everywhere. You need to find your place and say, this is my pastor. I am going to fulfill my purpose because you're going to hear it from me every week. You're going to hear me. When I said to the students, you're gonna, I'm speaking on purpose. You're not going to study just anything. You're going to study the thing you were born to do. Now, here's the thing about your, your born to do thing. It's just... Understand this. So my wife gave me this joke this week. There's a guy that 
It's a community village, heavily infested crocodile area. And uh, they had a competition on a Saturday afternoon. And everybody gathered, and the competition was anybody swims through these waters. There's a big prize at the end of it. And everybody's like, no way. And so as they're standing there, one guy, full kit, and he swims like hell. And this guy's going, everybody's cheering, yeah, yeah. He gets to the other side, and everybody said, because he made it. And everybody's so, like, in awe of what this guy's done. And while they're cheering and shouting, it calms them all down. He says, look, man, I just want to know who pushed me in. <laughs> because when you're in purpose, it's like, who the hell pushed me into this thing, man? Because the Lord conned you with the anointing. The Lord is calling you and you're going to go through trouble. But now listen to what I'm saying to you concerning purpose. Put up Romans chapter 8 verse 28. This is really powerful. This is better than you shouting a good amen this morning. <laughs> I, I went this week, I said like, who pushed me into this thing, man? I never called for this. And we know, come and read with me, that all things... It doesn't matter the trouble you are in when you are traveling down fulfilling purpose. Hear me? Hear me? Hear me? Hear me? And we know that all things work together for good to those who what? Now, do you love God? And people say, yeah, but you only love God 50%. No, no, don't, don't let the enemy lie to you. The reason why you are saved, the Bible says the love of God is shared abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. This happened here. So your love is not the issue here. Different degrees of love and people, how they're pursuing. I got, I mean, mine is different to most people. So, I mean, and Dr. Winston takes you to a whole different level of the way he serves God and pursues purpose. But we know that all things work together, work together for good to those who do what? Love God. To those who are called according to? Not you hovering out in the church. Oh, then things happen. You say, well, you know, all things work together for the good for those who love God. You lie. It's got to do with those that are on a path that must become brighter and brighter. When you're going through trouble, the first thing you must be asking, am I called? Am I in my calling? That's the first question. Is it according to God's purpose or is it according to my ambition? Because that's where the power lies. And this clock, you need to stop it somewhere. You see, when I'm in the call of God, all things work together for the good to those who are called of God according to His purpose. So if it's not good, I just stay in the call because God's working it out for your good. Tell your neighbor, get a grip. Because even when the devil comes, when you're in the call of God, the devil's only a pawn in the hand of God. Because what he throws at you just gives a different reaction to move us further down the road with God. You don't jump out and go somewhere else when you get into trouble. You're in the call of God. Do you know there's some multimillionaires in this place? No, don't shout. 
I'm not trying to encourage you. This is more rebuke. So I tell you why. There's so much money on you, but the fact that you are not hooked up to purpose, God's got to give you 10 cents. Because you're going to take it because you don't know that this is a calling. You don't know God saved you because you're an entrepreneur, a multimillionaire. It's on you. It's on you. The thing is, is you don't know it. Why? Because you've not understood purpose. God, purpose is God's original intent. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean? Let me give you scripture for this. Because purpose is going to pull you. Ambitious people run right ahead of God. There they go. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I'm called of God by yourself. I mean, what's it got to do with kingdom? Oh, my brand is really good. So what's that got to do with the kingdom? Because your king, this is your prayer every morning. Your kingdom come, your will be done. That means your purpose in my life every day. And until the kingdom is first, kingdom first, his will second. His will can't come until his kingdom has come. His will can't be done until his kingdom has come. And his kingdom has got all your purpose locked in it. That's why you must seek first the kingdom of God. The kingdom, the reason why people aren't getting it, you think there's a real, you know, not in this church and not even anybody I know. But there's a real entitlement spirit on this generation. You think the kingdom's going to pursue you. Oh, look at my brand. Oh, look who I am. Oh, I'll just sit in the church. And I'll, no, 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 honey. You, the kingdom will never pursue you. The Bible says you must seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these things shall be added. What are these things? These things that everybody's working for? It's called grace. These things are added unto you. Now watch. Give me Hebrews chapter Holy Ghost. Yeah, my time is up. I hear you. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, okay. Do you have the book of James for me? Give me, give me, there's a scripture in the book of, oh, it was in Romans. The Holy Ghost is going to help me, right? Keep praying for me, keep praying for me, keep praying for me, keep praying for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Bible speaks about when we're walking with God, God says he resists the proud. Find me the scripture, please. And he gives grace to the humble. I missed it. You'll find it for me. God gives grace. It's in the book of James and it's also in the book of Romans. So, so here's, here's the deal for you, my child. You decided to answer the call. And it's according to God's purpose. From this moment, God's going to take care of your every need. She needs, the universities are full. But she wants to study at the best university. And in fact, could even be overseas. So there's no way she can afford it. But she's called according to purpose. So what grace must do, grace, are you looking at me? Like, look like you're happy, dude. No, seriously. You can't be unhappy here this morning. Seriously. Take that coat of favor 
and put it on the cold. Put it on a, and do it quick. Yo, make, wake up like you, like you, like you awake this morning. Come on, she's got favor upon her. Because, listen to James chapter 4 verse 6, read with me. He gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists proud people. Any, what's a proud person? Somebody who's not answered the call. Somebody who's not becoming what God has called them to be. He resists them. He says, there's 20 million rand with your name on it, but you're not going to get it because you are detached from the purposes of God. Please hear me today. When I speak about the called, you know that many of you know my testimony. My father could not name me because he had an encounter with an angel. His first boy died. He's got four girls. The first boy dies. Now my mom's pregnant with me, and it's a boy. And he's just happy to have a boy. And the angel says, God says no. This boy belongs to God. And his name will be called Maxwell Benjamin. Gives me my name. Gives him my name. I run from God even as an atheist. I hear it every time I get in my father's presence. You called. You called. I'm like, I don't want to hear that I'm called anymore. Where? How? With who? What must I do? Aren't you grateful for this sermon this morning? I wish I had somebody who could tell me this, this when I was a young boy. Then I wouldn't have gone and strayed off. I would have known that I'm called to preach, called to, 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 to teach and to, and to help people. I, 36 years old. I'm, God's calling me. I f I'm drinking and I'm not getting drunk. Making my mistakes messed up. God in, in a pub calls me and says, I'm calling you. I finally said yes. Now listen to what I'm saying to you. Even though I was called from my mother's womb, there's two things that's required when you come here. God needs your permission and God needs your participation. I had to give God permission. I had to say, okay, your will be done. When I said no to preaching, 18 months, I could have died. God says, you must give me a yes. Because I'm calling you. According to the purpose for why I made you. And what you need on the road, you can't speak now. Grace is going to give you what you need. Because you're not only called, you're not only purposed from the foundation before you came here. I now have to supply you what you need. I'm thirsty. You know, this, this lady that's called needs a holiday. She's been working hard. Give her some refreshment. One at a time. Because down the road she's going to need something else. Hold on right there. And then, and then she's, done with, and she's done with university and she's, granted, she's got favor and she's studied according to her purpose and now she's come out and she's come out on the top of the class. Come on, clap your hands and believe with me this morning. She's now stepping into a greater purpose. Right now, she needs the favor of God to give her a car. Remember, she's seeking the kingdom first. These things, she's not working for the stuff. These things must be added. Why? Because grace must supply. I said grace must supply. So grace must make sure she gets transportation. Give her her keys, grace. Come on, give her the keys. Come on, shout, she's loaded. Say she's loaded. Because grace has got to load you what you need for your 
destination. If you're on the road of revelation, then grace must supply. I need a better shout in an amen in this church. Someone's got to hear the word of the Lord this morning. Even if I go through trouble, God, grace must supply. Listen to me. Even your mistakes can't cancel your purpose. Because purpose is eternal. And God who forced, who saw the trouble coming. When I got into trouble and I was looking at my life in this last season, I said, God, what's going on? He says, did I still call you? He said, did I know about the trouble that's coming for your family? Did I still call you? I said, yes, sir. He says, well, stay on the path. I'm going to work it out. Come on, shout. God's going to work this thing out. Because in your season of trouble, grace must supply. Somebody is in financial trouble. And they're crying out to God for money. And God is asking, why? You're going to do what it, when I gave you the last blessing, you're going to do exactly the same thing. Get drunk. Do your own thing. What's it got to do with purpose? So this child says, look, actually, it's time for me to go and buy, I want to buy my house cash. Because I'm fulfilling purpose. So the money must come. Grace, supply the money that she needs. Load her up, load her up, load her up, load her up. Load her up with whatever she needs. Here's the deal. On your journey with God, whenever you come to a certain place, divorced, married, single, pastor, businessman, businesswoman, Grace must supply on the road what you need for your destiny. Read with me, read with me, read with me. James 4, 6. Read it loud. But he gives how much? Therefore, he says, God's going to resist any person that's proud. I, I, I want to be. Okay. That's proud. Because it takes humility for me to say, put down your systems analyst skills and come and walk down the path and be the preacher I called you to be. Who would have known? Who would have known that I have to go and stand before presidents? Namibia? Go to Zambia? I'm walking in there and the bodyguards with their machine guns with the president and Dr. Bill Winston. And I am there as an armor bearer. We will teach you how to armor bear. Come in there and they said, no, 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 no. The president is with Dr. Bill Winston. I said, you take care of your president. I am your assignment for that man, not for your president. Open this door. Put your guns down. I'm here to protect him. You protect your president. I'm here to protect the anointing that God gave to us. <laughs> Photos sitting on the board flying across the globe, blowing open Africa this last week. My God, who would have thought? Here's the deal. I'm out of time. We've got to stop. Here's the deal. Potential is hidden ability. That means the things inside of you that you don't even know what you're capable of doing until you hook onto purpose. Because purpose is going to pour out of you what's actually God deposited on the inside of you. It's going to pour out from you the potential. Potential doesn't ooze out, it's squeezed out. So in a pressure month like this, 
we bring forth the glory of God in our work and what we're doing, and the purpose pulls us all the way into Africa, Asia, and the Middle East. You're really quiet. Are you still playing church? Because the truth is that there are people of you, some of you are multimillionaires. I say this again to you. I don't care if it's Tasman or me. We all must say yes. The phone, the phone's ringing. The phone's ringing. The phone's ringing. And it's ringing for many people. And I tell you, some of you are not hearing because God, it's three o'clock in the morning and you're up. It's, it's in the morning. It's early in the morning. I don't know why I can't sleep. God, I need to sleep. God, I need to sleep. Businessman, you should have been so much further down the road, son. You can fix the purpose in your life and say, God, from today, I need to make my purpose right. Listen to me. Keep playing that thing because someone's going to begin to answer the call. Not just to be saved and stand at the door, but to walk right through and fulfill the call that you were born to do. Purpose is God's original intention, child of God. You're going to hear me today. The reason why I can't get drunk is not that I don't anymore. I mean, God took the desire for it away. It's because I don't have options. I said yes to the call. And if you continue in my word, you shall be my disciples and you shall know the truth and truth shall set you free. The reason why people, this message doesn't mean anything to people is because I'm speaking about revelation on the road, but people aren't on the road. You're not concerned about your destiny. God's calling people in the season. I don't care if your mother and your father don't know Jesus. I don't, it doesn't matter. Because it, it's my desire. If I do the desiring, God will do the producing. It's not my job to bring it to pass. It's my job to desire. It's my, des it's my desire. I've got to seek the kingdom. When I wake up in the morning, I say, Father, what does the kingdom want me to do today? Because roads to nowhere are hard to build. Your life's going nowhere. You think that God was kidding this call is serious. It's a holy calling. And we don't get off here because trouble comes. Because God even factored in your mistake. And all things will work together for the good, for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. You can be in church your whole life. Hear that in every sermon I preached. You're hearing the call. And you're standing right here. Yet Bev... There's a multi-billionaire status on you if you can just... There might, people, there's kind of money in, this, in the service. Because when you understand that you're called as an entrepreneur, when you understand that you are called of God, the grace to make you a multi-billionaire is here. If you, want it, if you want it. The problem is that people don't want it. 
And I'm asking God to change the story this morning. Too many ambitious people in the kingdom. Never lay down your agenda. Never lay down your plan. You think God's trying to take your fun away from you? He's trying to bring you into the highest reason for your existence. The phone's ringing. I'm so off from these notes. And I'm out of time. Let me end with this. I want that call to irritate you this morning. Because somebody's got to get up and answer the phone. Somebody in your house has got to get up and say, we need to do this for God. Somebody must get up and say, I'm not going to let my children live in the mess. Somebody must get up and say, in the midst of my trouble, I'm going to answer the call. How long are you going to sit and just be, listen to me, your titles count for nothing. I don't care if you're the principal or you're the professor or who you are in the place. This has got to do with the call of God. Now, if it's, your, if it's the road of being a principal and all the business and, 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 and it's you're an ambassador and you, it's according to purpose, then you must be. But you can't brag be, of, with, with your degrees before the Lord. Let me tell you, there are sons that have been walked with me for years that are still not fulfilling the call of God. I can tell you that. Why are you afraid like God's going to take something from you? God gives grace. He adds what you need. He's not taking away from you. Because it's according to His purpose. You better say yes. If somebody, if somebody says yes, the phone will stop ringing. Really? Oh, thank you. Somebody said this. At least I preached to one person this morning. And they said yes. Leadership is the capacity to influence others through inspiration generated by a passion, motivated by a vision, birthed from a conviction, produced by a purpose. Dr. Miles Monroe. What are convictions? A conviction is predetermined. It's a person believed to keep standing. I'm not, I'm done. Can I have the worship team up? A conviction is not contingent on victory. Are you hearing me? I never came here because I wanted certain things from the ministry. Hear me today. And I want the devil to know it. I'm here to fulfill my purpose. I, I, am con I have a conviction. Conviction. What is a conviction? It's not contingent on victory. That means if we don't get all the 120 beds put up in this place. That's not victory for me. Victory is that I've come to this place. Conviction needs no proof or evidence. Convictions are like foundations. They are immovable and everything else is constructed on it. That means this is my conviction. This is my purpose. A belief is something you can argue about. That's why people want to argue about Christianity and I had a young, crazy young man call me four o'clock in the morning in this week. In the morning. Wants to argue with me. Four o'clock in the morning. You need deliverance, young man. A belief is something you'll argue about. A conviction is something you will die for. Dr. Miles says, if you do not live out your convictions, you're a generational thief. You've robbed us of the thing that's inside of you that God sent you here to do. 
It's found on this part. It's attached to purpose and grace supplies it. Listen to me. Let me free you today. Every one of you. If you live for people's approval, you will die because of their rejection. You keep living for people and not living for Christ and coming into your purpose. Pretend before everybody else you got your life together. Never answered the call. Never. 65. Phone's been ringing for 50 years. 40 years. Never said yes to God. They die that way. And what do they sing at the end? I did it my way. And what do they do their whole lives? They pay my way insurance. That's what I call it. What does it mean? You work hard your whole life because God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. And those people pay hard. And you can't ask them to even give a cent because they tell you that you're a thief. This is generous. And this, is, this is the kingdom. Man. You're supposed to give up your money. So into it. Because when you know, you need to go soften that. Because when you know that you've been called of God, you know the purposes of God is here. When I sow it, grace will fill it up again. <sighs> Leaders always start with a conviction. Let me tell you this. When God saves you and He brings you into the calling, that's the beginning of your conviction. And that's the birthing of you as a leader. Because now you can become what God has called you to be. A conviction develops over time through both positive and negative experiences. Through seeing the successes and failings of others, eventually it burns into your soul and you become persuaded that you must do this. You must. When Moses looked at his life as a young man, 40 years old, and he killed somebody, God never killed him because he killed somebody. God said that passion inside of him to use. Because Moses said, I can't stand it anymore, the way they're treating people. Now you know why your apostle preaches this way. I can't stand it, the fact that people treat you like, you, like you're an idiot. Or that because you come from Africa, you can't produce a great platform with excellence. I can't stand it. I hate injustice. I hate poverty. This is stuff inside of me that got me to walk down this path and doing what I'm doing. And anybody around me that tries to play games around me, go sleep, man. Go and roll a joint. Go and do whatever else you want, not just you. And nobody else is laughing for that. It's good. Because my passion and my anger is when I look at our people, these youngsters, six years with me, come out of school raw, messed up in relationships, don't know who they are. Six years. They executed this project this week on a level that has got the world shaking their heads. No, you're not doing good. You need to clap better than that. This thing burning inside of me. That's not just for the pastor. That's for every one of you. We should be debt free here. One businessman, you, you should be making money for fun. The reason why it's not fun is because when you make a little bit, you must hold on to it. This is purpose, honey. This is purpose. And when we make it on purpose, it's fun. You can't pay me enough for what I do. 
Because grace must supply the next leg of this journey. Funded by grace. I am who I am because of grace. I'm not frustrating the grace of God. I'm going to become what God has called me to be because I'm not competing with anybody. I'm running against my own potential. You are not my competition. She's, she's, got, she's full of potential. When you run in your race, you're not even looking at anybody. You're looking at purpose. My time is up. I think some people have been blown out of the water. It feels that way. Let me end. Every one of your children are called. So what do I pray, Apostle? Please quickly, put up Ephesians 1, verse 17 and 18. I need to end. We're going to have communion. Here's your prayer for your children. Mom, for anybody that doesn't know their purpose, here's your prayer. This is what my mother prayed for me for years. Otherwise, I would have remained drunk. Somebody's got to pray. I said, somebody's got to pray. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you Tristan. May give to you Judah. May give to you whatever your name, whatever you want. You can pray for them specifically. That the, that the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling. And what are the riches of the inheritance of, his, of, his saints, of the glory of his in the saints? You can pray somebody into their calling. You can pray your children into their calling, mom. Mother's Day next week. Don't you give up on the children. Don't you give up on people. I come from there. I was messed up even though I, was, I knew from birth that I was called. Have you ever been drunk and unhappy? I'm supposed to get drunk and get, you know, get drunk and get happy. I could never get. Because when I wake up with bubble ass, I'm like, I'm called to do something for God. You're called. You are called. The phone is ringing. You are called online. You are called. Somebody's got to hear. Please lift your hands now. For anybody that feels that, you know, God is calling you. You're not just saved. You're not just, you want to know the hope to which God has called you. You want to get on the path so you can get fresh revelation for the season. You've been worried what people got to think and say. Lift your hands high. You made mistakes. It doesn't matter. God is calling you back home, child of God. God is calling you into purpose. Your purpose is not canceled because of your mistake. Purpose is still here. You're still called of God. Father, I pray now that everybody under the sound of my voice that you administer to their hearts right now, Holy Spirit. I pray that you'd speak to every heart and every mind. I pray that as you've done for me this grace and this anointing you'll do for them, that their eyes be flooded with light that they may know the hope to which you've called them. That every child was not a mistake. Every baby was not a mistake. It was you're born for a purpose. I pray, Father, that everybody responds to the call. In the middle of the night, I know that you're going to hear the voice of God. I pray for every son and every daughter. I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice that you can come into the call that God has got for your life. If it's education, become the top. If it's government, do it. But please take the call of God seriously. 
Your children are waiting. There's a generation waiting. Business people. Make a fresh commitment and do the call of God right now. Anybody from your own lips, just pray to the Lord right now. I had to say yes to God. You must say yes to God. If that's you this morning, please just pray before the Lord and say, Father, here I am. I give my life to you. I'm answering the call from today. I say yes. Standing, God, in this place. You're calling me to walk on water with you and I say yes. I say yes to your will. I say yes to your way. I say yes to the purposes of God. Thank you for fresh grace from this day forward. For me to become what you've called me to be. I need revelation on this road. I need your purpose and your power to flow. Father, for everybody that is upon, online even right now, I pray that you would minister to their hearts and their minds. I pray that there's no woman, even though you got divorced, even though the, the marriage is over, does not matter. You are still called of God. You are still, God's going to use it for His purpose and for His glory. Doesn't matter the mistakes you've made. All things work together. For the good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. I bless everybody under the sound of my voice. If you need to know more, I'm going to be training and developing people around this moment. But you need to transition, become what God has called you to be, child of God. Hear me. Hear me, hear me, hear me. The sooner you get into the call of God, God's not taking your fun away. This is all fun, man. This is loads of fun. And it's awesome to be with God, traveling down the path, graced by God for the sake of purpose. God bless you. I anoint you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can we have communion together as a family? Please, let's make sure that everybody's got communion. Just because you're serving in the church, Samuel, keep going. Serve communion. My family, come up. Just because you are serving in the church does not mean that you're fulfilling the calling. Just because you're an usher does not mean that you're fulfilling the calling. In your mother's house, don't you clean up the dishes? Don't you make up your bed? That's all we, this is just house rules. Oh, I'm an usher. You're going to tell the Lord that you're an usher in heaven. There's a purpose for your life. You're an ambassador for Christ. You get to represent Him in the marketplace and fulfill your destiny. People get all caught up because you're an usher and you know, I'm, I'm a greeter. What's that got to do? Don't you greet people when they come to your house? Do they call you the greeter in the house? Just take care of house business. Brian's laughing. Just take care of business. We're just taking care of business here. Sweep. We, we all sweep our houses. Take the vacuum. We fix it. That's not the call. Your gift must make room for you. You're coming into your season. You're making a vow before the Lord that you're going to fulfill the call as you're having communion. Just do it before the Lord this morning. Not just for healing. Not just for wholeness but for the call of God upon your life. Make a vow. Make, God doesn't work with casual people. Casual church people. He works with covenant people. Called of God. Give me John.
Um, give me to me on 1 Corinthians 10, 16. The cup of blessing which we bless, it's, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? I'm one with you, Lord. If you abide in me, if you continue my word, if you walk down this road of truth, your life will never be, never be messed up. You walk in the truth and you become all that God has called you to be. Oh, we got this. You're not helping me. You want to make me drunk? Is that, is that grape juice or is that just checking? I'll get, get happy this morning. I mean, who threw you into that shark-infested, crocodile-infested waters? <laughs> Be healed. But as you partake of His body, learn how to walk with Him and talk with Him. Become all that He's called you to be. Receive. This is a cup of blessing. What does it mean? Empowered to prosper. Are you guys struggling to open up communion? Okay, you can wait. What happened? Who put the glue on there? The people are struggling, guys. I want to know, did we pay extra for that? For the extra glue? Oh Lord, have mercy. I'm happy I have my family, man. This is the cup of blessing. You are not cursed. You are walking on a highway with God. You're becoming all that God has called you to be. Not just you, your children. You're teaching them how to fulfill purpose and destiny. This is your moment. Receive the blessing. Father, bless your people. Pray, my wife. Father, we thank you this morning that you bless your people today, Father. As I believe everybody has heard the call and has responded, yes. And amen. I thank you, Father God, that from this day forth, Father, everyone will pursue their God-given purpose, the righteous purpose that you have ordained before the foundations of the world. I thank you that they will sense your love and the empowerment of your grace now, Father, to hawk out all that you have put on the inside of them, that we have a revelation now of Christ in us, my God, that all things now are working out for good for all that are called according to the purpose that you have for them, my God. Today, bless your people, strengthen them, Father God, that they will have revelation on this journey that you have for them. And I decree and declare that their path will become brighter and brighter from this day forth. They will only produce life wherever they go, for that is the purposes of God. In Jesus' mighty name, and all God's people said, Amen and Amen. Oh, glory be to God. You may be seated for two minutes. Let's receive the tithes and offerings, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Let's receive it. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully 
will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. May you give as God has asked you to give. Not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Get happy in your giving this morning. I said, get happy in your giving this morning. At least give a shout, even if that's all you're going to give this morning. If that's all you're going to give, give at least a shout. Come on. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you will always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As you sow, God will make sure that all the grace that you need for your season to move you into what God has got for you must be supplied. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. Father, bless your people in their giving. Thank you, Father, for the anointing. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. God bless you guys. Thank you. bless you. Hands lifted. The Lord bless you and keep you. Receive the blessing of the Lord. Cause His face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, give you his peace. You were born for a purpose. You're not a mistake. This season, this time, as long as you have a pulse, there is a purpose for your life. May the Lord give you the grace. As you do the desiring, God will do the producing. And God's going to move you exactly where he wants you to be in this season. I bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. We love you. Let's go rejoicing this morning. Amen and amen.